pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And bring in the man himself, Rich Eisen, who is the signature host for NFL Network. Rich, how are you this morning, sir? Pleased to be back on WHBC in Canton, Ohio. Love it. Well, we're happy to have you on today and happy to be talking about the NFL draft with you last night as well as we're going to touch on your your new podcast that's coming out. I wanted to ask you your thoughts on day one, the first round of the NFL draft and who went where and if you had any surprises or if you thought everything kind of went business as usual. Well, I mean, there's there was not a lot of uh, as usual last night. Uh, a ton of firsts, first times. Seven offensive players went in a row to start a draft. That's never happened. Broke the record of six. Um, first time we ever saw six Alabama Crimson Tide players in the first round of a draft, and it happened in the first 24 picks. Uh, first time we've ever seen four wide receivers from the same conference chosen in the first round. Um, that was the SEC. First time we've ever seen a quarterback and running back taken in the first round from the same college by the same team. We've never seen that, and that's what the, the Jaguars did. I mean, that's a ton of firsts. Um, first time we saw a tight end taken fourth overall, there was a ton of unusual last night, certainly with the backdrop of Aaron Rodgers being all pissed off in Green Bay, uh, although I didn't see a trade happening last night. Um, didn't make sense for the Packers to trade up to three when – the choice at three was a quarterback um, or Kyle Pitts. You're just going to bring in Kyle Pitts to hook him up with Jordan Love, I guess, and then take a, a bunch of first rounders, um, uh, you know, get, give a bunch of first rounders to the 49ers. Um, that, that didn't make sense to me. Um, you know, uh, uh, it, or it, it just it give Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco. It just made no sense. Um, did it did make would it have made any sense in Denver for Aaron Rodgers to want to go to Denver? I mean, why would Aaron Rodgers say it's all about me controlling where I end my career? And he decides to end his career in Patrick Mahomes' division. It makes no sense. So I think um, eventually all corners um, will will go back to those corners and try and get the end-of-career contract certainty for Aaron Rodgers. And if they don't, then, man, it'll be just every game this year for Green Bay will be really intense. So put that all together, that was the backdrop of last night. And um, everybody thinks they got better. That's the beauty of the draft. Um, Cleveland put on a nice show despite the freezing weather. Um, so it was it was just neat to see you know, the Browns on the clock and people going nuts and the Steelers on the clock and booing and <laughs> Ravens on the clock booing. It was just a, a fun night. Uh, and night two tonight, hopefully we get rid of this um, rain for a second and uh, we'll get a better night. 
That's just Cleveland. The rain is just part of being in Cleveland at this point. Um, no, I know. I've been here before, man. Uh, <laughs> as you know, I'm, I'm I come to Canton every uh, every summer, and this is where I fly in and out of. And <laughs> I've spent many time calling games in Cleveland when I was on ESPN and did a few Indians games. Um, I've been here before, but like I said, it was just neat to see all the fans there last night. And um, you know, I guess um, you know if if one of these draft choices. Uh, is incorrect eventually um, with the draft hall where it is. We can call it the mistake by the lake. And there actually, you, that's, that's the way we can go with that. Hey, one. we've been waiting to get that back into the back into the fold again. Um, I was going to ask you uh, if you think that Rogers this year, Aaron, will end up being a Green Bay Packer by the time the season comes around, or if you think over the next couple days here do you think something's going to happen in the draft i don't know man that's that's the great mystery um for for aaron not to play for the packers this year um he's gonna have to hold out that's what it looks like i mean packers didn't trade him last night um they're not gonna trade him tonight i don't imagine i mean i I shouldn't say that i mean in the nfl you never know but you know uh it, it could be just needing to needing to just you know trying to put together a trade like that um, in just a matter of a couple of hours on draft night, you know, everybody's kind of, everybody else is kind of busy, you know? <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it's tough to do. So I, I really believe Aaron's going to be the, the green Bay quarterback this fall. If I am green Bay though, I, I give the guy what he wants, just give him what he wants. I know they chose Jordan Love, and they think he's great, and they do have to figure out what's going to happen 10 years down the road. The Patriots had the same thing with Jimmy G. Clearly, keeping Brady and sending Jimmy G packing, despite how it happened, supposedly, and how it left, you know, Seth Wickersham's latest uh, report is that Belichick was threatening to leave over it because... Um, you know, uh, it, it looks like Brady and Kraft made the maneuver themselves, but they got two more Super Bowls out of it. And Brady got to spend 20 years with the franchise out of it. And the only thing that kind of, if you will, backfired from it is Brady decided to keep playing after age 42. You know, so what are the odds of that, of Green Bay having that problem down the road? You know, go send Jordan Love somewhere else and take the four years with Rodgers of him being happy and committed and having somebody, like if Rodgers does play this year, he'll be the first Packer to ever play for the organization 17 years. That's a year longer than Favre and Starr. And, and just go, go head first into it and just realize that, you know, you just can't choose somebody's successor when he's an MVP quarterback. I mean, the guy's got years to come. You could sit there and say, well, he was an MVP pissed off. Well, that happened once. I don't know how often you can continue to live like that. That's just my two cents from obviously not being fully involved in it. Rich Eisen, my guest this morning, signature host for the NFL Network. Rich, I wanted to get into your podcast. I know you have a new one that's coming out. Could you tell my listeners the title of it and kind of what the goal of the podcast is? I saw that you had some interesting guests so far. Yes, it's called Just Getting Started. I did start it about two-plus months ago, um, you know, and hooking up with Cumulus um, for, for my daily show, which is on from 12 to – it's still on from 12 to 3. I know uh, I was on uh, WHBC for a while, 
um, and um, hope to to be back on your airways daily every single day because I love talking to the fans of Canton and their passionate um, fan base that I see every year that boos me every time I step up to the podium in the downtown um, Civic Center. Uh, to host the Gold Jacket Dinner. I just love the give and take and back and forth with Canton and the Cantonians and the great people of Stark County. Um, so uh, part of that was for me to do another podcast in, in addition to the podcast version of my daily Rich Eisen show. And I wanted to do something different. You know, the pandemic has upended so many lives. Um, it damn near almost upended my own show. And um, so a lot of people might need to hear stories of how everybody got started if they're thinking about restarting something or um, or how they got started and they might be struggling and how to stick with it. So um, I've, I've interviewed so far folks like Matthew McConaughey and Damon John from Shark Tank, Soledad O'Brien, Bill Burr, the comedian, Dr. Anthony Fauci came on for a show um, last two weeks has been Rex Chapman. Uh, and Pat McAfee is my guest this week, and we just talk about everyone's origin stories and and how they have um, you know gone through the trials and tribulations. Harlan Coben, the the uh, the author who's got seventy seven million copies of books in print, and he started out uh, chaperoning tours for his grandfather's uh, travel agency, and just telling stories like that and pulling them out um, and putting them in front of people and how they might be inspired by the origin stories. So it's called Just Getting Started, and it's where all podcasts are available. Rich, we, we appreciate that, and uh, obviously I look forward Thank to you. listening to some of that myself. Um, Pam says hello to you, by the way. I wanted to pass that along. He's uh, such a troll to me on on Twitter. I mean, <laughs> come on now. Well, Pam, or who said you say Dan? Pam. Who Pam. Said, oh, Pam. Oh, Pam. You say hi to no, My gosh. You say hi to Pam. She's one of my favorites. She's one of my favorites that I, you know, I dealt with for a very long time. Um, I thought you meant somebody else who I had met there named Dan, I think, who's always a troll on me about Michigan football. <laughs> but Pam, I, Pam, well, if you're listening, I'd love the pick of not, can I out her as a Steeler fan? Oh, absolutely. You can. Okay. You can. So I'd love the pick of Najee Harris. I thought that was dynamite. I thought it was absolutely tremendous. Um, and, and a return of the smash mouth. I know Le'Veon Bell ran the ball effectively for a very long time there, but not, and, 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 you know, he had a certain way about him. I get it, but not like rolling the bowling ball of Jerome Bettis or Franco Harris downhill and hitting people, you know, Barry Foster, like let's get back to that sort of mentality. And I think Najee Harris is going to be a dynamite Pittsburgh Steeler. So that's my message to Pam. Well, um, we'll make sure that we pass. You. We'll make sure we pass that along to her a hundred percent. Rich, I was going to say yeah. before I let you go here, sure. um, I was just going to say that, you know, I know that a lot of people on the station are Buckeye honks and that includes Kenny and JT. And this is just a couple seconds here, but I want to see you guys get better again. I want to see Michigan get better again. You know what? You're doing that on purpose. Aren't no, you? no, I'm really not. I, I, I hate. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. And I'll, I'll, you know, Kirk Herbstreit came on the show this week and on my show this week, and we had this conversation. It's the most passive aggressive thing for a Buckeye fan to say, you know what? I can't wait till you guys are good again because it's so good for us and so good for the rivalry and so good for the big 10. And, you know, I just really you know, like, 
like really, like you really want Michigan better just for the for the competition. Or, or, or what if they get better, like you know, um, in the John Cooper years? Would that be good for you? you know I would. Like it's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. This is a vicious, awful cycle. It is in the history of the series in which Michigan is what? Even with all of the success, the Ohio State. Yes, they still have. Tie it up. They still have four more up. wins. Yeah. Just tie it up. You know what I mean? So just let's just take a beat and understand it's and 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 Ryan Day and Urban deserve. All the praise because they have not only built Ohio State into a conference monster, but into a national monster. And I get it, but I it's all cyclical. You're not going to win every last game that's ever been played between the two. And I take what you're saying, even though every Ohio State fan that I know and appreciate looks me in the face. And I swear I mean this. I swear I mean it comes across as passive aggressive and totally ignorant of the fact that it's cyclical. We kicked your ass for a long time, and it's going to happen again because it's just like the circle of life. It's like, it's like the Lion King. It's like I feel like somebody's going to come along and change this. Could be this next season. I don't know. Well, when you're in- you clearly have touched a nerve walking out the door, and it's okay. I love being on this station. This is the sort of give and take I had all those years. So I'm ready to do it again. Rich, I, I appreciate the time this morning, and I appreciate you joining. I don't mean to jump on you like that. But no, I am I am authentic, and, and if you come to Canton this summer, I'll see you, and I'll tell you about it more, okay? No, and every Ohio State fan, it's like I, Albert Breer works for Sports Illustrated. I sent him that exchange I had with Herbstreit. I'm like, was he being passive-aggressive with me? He goes, no. We all in Ohio, Ohio and Ohio State, we all truly do believe this. Like, the rivalry means more to us than you think it does. And I'm like, okay, I got it. So I believe you, but it comes across as very passive aggressive. Rich, I appreciate the time this morning. Okay, brother. Take care. Have a good one.